Hello, everybody, and welcome to Golf vs. Golf, the hybrid podcast where we discuss, debate, and analyze everything in the world of golf and disc golf. I'm your co-host, Charlie Tinsley. Join with me always, Aaron Vellini and Anthony Vellini. Fellas, how's your week been? It's been good. I like how you said join in this always. You like that? You're always here. But now we always have to be here. Yeah, if you're not, you'll mess everything up, yeah. and then we'll, we'll just have to quit the podcast. So we've had an interesting week. We do have world champion Sarah Cunningham about to come on here in just a minute. So hopefully uh, y'all are ready for that. But before, Aaron, you had something interesting happen to you this week. I did. I did not play golf this week. Okay. But I did wreck my car. Hold on. Are you sick? I don't know. Do I sound weird? You sound like a little stuffy. Now, when you say car, you're not talking about your actual vehicle. Nope. I'm talking about the patrol vehicle. The McDowell County Sheriff's patrol car that you drive. Yep. What happened? Uh, We were actually in driver's training. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) You were training people to – Were you training? Yeah. So, I'm a a stop sticks instructor. Okay. We were uh, we were doing that, and the guy that was not listening uh, to what was going on as I'm coming around the track, and I'm probably doing 55 or 60 down at the Freedom Track in Morganton. You ever been there? No. It's huge. Okay. You can you know you can probably do 80 on that track. So I'm coming down through there, and he just pulls out in front of me, and I, I don't really know what he was thinking. He literally pulled out in front of me. So I slam on the brakes, try to miss him. <laughs> And I totaled both cars. <laughs> you totaled. Was it your fault? It was not my fault. No. Oh, okay. But no. you, so this was driving school, but it wasn't your fault. It was not driving school. It was driver's training. Driver's training. Yes. Yeah, so. But I saw the pictures, and those are those are both totaled. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Anthony, did you play any golf? I did. I played yesterday. How'd you shoot? Seventy-eight. At a private course too, right? Yeah, but I only, I only hit like four fairways. And still shot seventy eight. So, so scramble rate was pretty. good. I was there. scrambling. Nice. And I was tired of doing it. But okay. Charlie, did you play any disc golf? Well, y'all know I had that tournament, and I played pretty good, except one hole. I played two rounds, and this one hole I shot triple bogey both times, and it came down to me and one other guy. And about the third hole from we finished, he aced and Ooh. ended up beating me by two strokes, which if you know about an ace, it wasn't a skip ace. It would have went 60, 70 feet past the basket. So he probably wouldn't have made that putt. So that ace kind of sealed the tournament. But if you're going to lose. So it was an accident. Lose on an he ace. He wasn't trying to throw it in, right? I mean, you're always well, what, what, At our level, at our level, it's not like we're, you know, we want to get close, but it what, was a it was a great throw. What day did we play disc golf, Chuck? Was it July? Saturday? Maybe. Was it Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, because Jordan was gone. Yep. And Jim Bob came up. Jim Bob from Anthony's other podcast. And I lost my disc again. And you lost your star roadrunner that you've been throwing excellent. So been flexing that thing. Anyway, it's been a good week. But before, I'm not going to make y'all wait any longer. We have a special guest, super excited about our guest tonight, world champion, Sarah Cunningham. Sarah Cunningham, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Charlie. How are you? I'm doing well. Where are you, where are you calling us from? Uh, well, I just played around a Golden Grove, and I did drive home, and I snuck into my own house uh, so that my children would not find me, and I could be in a quiet place to talk to you. Oh, wow. Well, we, we, we appreciate you sacrificing family time to be on a podcast tonight. Now, um, go, you mentioned Golden Grove. I've got to play there. That's down in your part of the state, I guess, in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Am I right? You and your husband designed that course, correct? 
Uh, yeah, I will take all that credit. Uh, no, <laughs> I get I get some credit because, uh, you know, I watched the kids while he went out and worked on that course. But Todd Lyon designed that course. And then during COVID, my husband put in a lot of man hours uh, building the course. Awesome. Um, well, it, it, is, it is a great place. Yeah, it's a fantastic course if you've never been there to Golden Grove. Um, there in what town is that? technically in in south carolina uh, piedmont piedmont but it's right off the 85 really easy to get to super super fun course a lot of good holes a good variety but let's talk about you and your career and your life now somebody asked me somebody asked me i told them we're interviewing you and you're like well where's that connection so i i'm going to tell the listeners where i guess you were, I was your student. I was your student at Easley High School, and I'm thinking that was my 10th grade year. So does 06, 07, does that sound right for you, somewhere in that time yeah, period? Yeah, that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. I started in Easley uh, in 05, 06. Okay, so probably your second year of teaching. But that was my, was my third year of teaching, but first year at Easley. Okay. And you were my physics teacher, which, let's just go ahead and get out of the way, is just... <laughs> Is just science pretend or math pretending to be science? Yeah, but I'm pretty upfront about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are, and, you're, and you you teach the sciences there easily. And then, so what happened? This is kind of a funny story because I move my senior year, kind of cut most of my ties down there. Got back into disc golf probably ten years later, and you were as my teacher. You were Sarah Stanhope. And I looked you up, and I could not find you anywhere. And then I don't know what happened. I figured out that your name was no longer Stanhope. It was Sarah Cunningham because you had been married. So Mm -hmm. what's going on right now in your life? Well, I am still at Easley High School. Uh, we got a new building now. Um, And with that new building, we put in our own 18-hole course around it. Uh, You know, It took about 10 years between the front nine going in and the back nine going in. Uh, but it's super cool to have a course, you know, at my own school. We have a little club and we play on Wednesdays. Um, the kids are real into it, uh, to the point where students from other schools have been asking us if they can compete with us. So we got a little high school summer league going this summer, which it's just awesome to see the sport growing. Right. Um, and then, you know, personally, I, I try to play a tournament once a month if I can. My husband and I are always trading off, um, try to give him a tournament once a month and I try to get one too. Uh, you know, I'd love to compete more if I could, but you know, you're always being pulled in many different directions as an adult, and you got to balance it. And yeah. That's just life. And you mentioned your kids. Now you have three. What's their names? Ages? I have three. Molly is turning eight shortly. Hope is turning six shortly, and Owen, the little prince, is three and a half. Now is he, he gets whatever he wants? Is he the yeah? So is he the definition of the? you know, the youngest, the baby. Yeah, he is the baby. He is the baby. So, Sarah, let me jump in here one second. Did you you meet your husband playing disc golf, or how did that connection happen? I absolutely did. Um, I owe, like, I owe my whole family to disc golf. Um, Yeah, so I met him. um, I lived in Charleston for a couple years, uh, my first two years teaching. I actually did play some ball golf. but it is, you know, it was expensive, yes. not going to lie. Uh, and I was a first-year teacher, and Charleston, South Carolina is not the cheapest place to live. You know, I have three roommates, um, and playing ball golf was, it was just tough, you know. Right. Uh, and my roommate down there, that's how I got started playing disc golf. She, her brother had introduced it to her, 
and my roommate Jen Smith at the time, Jen Houston now, uh, introduced it to me and you know, we were really bad at it at first, but and somehow somehow that hooked us. You know, we would watch these guys throw three hundred feet. Right. And we're like, you know, we, we can't be that much worse than them. You know, what are they doing that we're not doing? <laughs> and so we kept plugging and we and I, I finally caught onto the sidearm and as soon as I figured out how to throw a forehand and I could actually throw it three hundred feet as well. I was hooked, you know, you can watch that disc, make that little S shape and just fly perfectly. You know, it's just so much fun. Uh, well, so, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I like disc golf and I'm, I'm getting semi hooked, but I still can't throw a flick. So, uh, <laughs> but, but can it's, you throw the backhand? Uh, I can throw it. I, maybe not where I want to throw it, but I can throw it. Sarah, he, th- yeah. he throws and, and you'll know that he's learned that he can get distance. And I don't know if this, this was ever, when you were learning disc golf, if he f- turns it over on extreme Annie and lets it flex out and he, he, I'm, I'm not, I think he's th- thrown a few close to, I mean, over 250 uh, on okay. that flex line. So yeah, he's, he's kind of there in his game. Um, Aaron, he's just, if he can get his nose angle, right. He's still kind of up in the air, not getting his weight shifted kind of. And I got like the swoopy, the swoopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that I can't do it either. Well, I, I, the learning curve for disc golf is, is real steep. You know, Nate Sexton's got some great videos out there. Um, but, you know, if you're a young adult into disc golf and you're not throwing it but 200 feet, you know, not to be rude or anything, but you are doing it wrong. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got Once you figure it out, though, uh, you know, and you can start throwing it 300 feet plus, you know, uh, well, I, I think it's so like enjoyable. anything else. It just takes the practice to do it because, I mean, we're pretty athletic when it comes to any sport. We yeah. can just pick it up. So yeah. we'll keep plugging away at it, and hopefully we'll get better. You'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> so you grew up in Rhode Island, and we t- we last time I was with you, we played up at North Cove, and we joked about how there's only five counties in North Ca- or North County, excuse <laughs> me, in, in Rhode Island. So, in Rhode Island, yeah. So, so can you just your, – maybe your childhood, your – your competitive edge or athletic, your sports, did that start at an early age? I think you mentioned something about your dad getting you and stuff. Like, where did your sports kind of career start? Not just disc golf. Oh, yeah, definitely from my father. Uh, he he encouraged me to play every sport, you know. you we didn't, I didn't have to love it, but I had to try it. Right. Um, and, you know, I played all the ball sports. You know, basketball was my favorite growing up. Um, love volleyball too, softball, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, just naturally kind of always enjoyed competing. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy the team sports and I'd like to see that as a growing aspect in disc golf as team sports too. I mean, that's something people mention that they love about disc golf is you can play it alone. Right. You know, if you, if you were a basketball player and you love that growing up, well, it, it can be hard to get. 10 friends together on a Saturday afternoon to play a pickup basketball game. Of course you can play three on three, whatever. Right. Um, but disc golf, you, you know, certainly not as much fun playing basketball alone, but you can do that with disc golf. And maybe you just need one friend or, right. you know, the more the merrier, but that, you know, that's a fun feature of both golf Absolutely. games there. Absolutely. So when was it when you actually realized when you started playing disc golf that you would be able to compete at the highest level? Um, hmm. well, the, my first year that I joined the PGA, uh, which would have been what year, man, which 
I want to say 2000, I think 2006, I started playing oh, wow. uh, tournaments. And then 2007, uh, by then I was like the rookie of the year. Um, so in one, and, so in one year competing in the PDGA, you went from newbie from like from amateur to yeah. Wow, and then in 2006, and then you eventually win your world championship in 2010. That's four years, and you were playing. Who who were some of the competitors that you would you would see regularly back then? Um. So back in the day, um, the top was Des Redding and Valerie Jenkins. Okay. And they were, you know, going back to back swapping world championships. Um, okay. So they were the big then. And then, uh, you know, uh, Paige was at the world that I won. You know, she was she, up and coming. And then 2011, just the year after she won world, I guess her first world. Um, and Katrina was there too. So they were, they were kind of up and coming. Uh, when I was at the top for that that hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, but that's a that's a neat time to be in. That's a neat time to be in the sport because you got to you have got to see, I guess the generation now with Paige and probably some. And I, I know there's some that have come on the scene, you know, in the past few years. But you got to see. Yeah, Paige. And I'm loving that too. The growth is amazing. It's, it is fun to see some new blood at the top. Right. Well, I mean, can you speak to anything about seeing some of these players? I mean, you even mentioned. It, you kind of got to watch them grow up, I guess, probably from a distance. But I mean, you, you remember seeing. Some <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I played with a lot of them, um, and I just enjoy the women's field in general. I want to say we're you know all we're just amazing. The women's division has the most fun. I guarantee that at any tournament. Um, but the women's nationals just happened. You said you saw right. uh, some of that coverage, and Own Scoggins is just one of my favorite women out there on tour because she. Uh, she's in her forties, right. you know, she, she could play in the master's division if she wanted to, right. but she's playing with the open women. Uh, she's not a bomber, right. uh, but she's very accurate. She throws forehand, she throws backhand and her short game is just amazing. Her, she's making putt after putt after putt. Yeah. Her, her putt is what impresses me. She, she looks like she's fun. And I, and I understand that I, and you know, when you're watching them, the difference between the MPO and the FPO that the FPO does seem to have, now they're focused. Don't get me wrong that, you know, they're, they're out there, the wind they're out, but they do seem to have, you know, a little, a little more fun sometimes than the guys do. And getting to watch, them li- getting to watch them live. It, it's a treat too, but you can, there's a different, you know, as the kids say today, vibe uh, in the women's and it just not relax, but maybe just a little more fun focus is there, but an element of funds there as well. So you kind of, Start 2006 competitive. And then- okay, so yeah, let me back up just a second. So, yeah, learned how to play the beach, started competitively. Uh, but I got into the PGA, or before I got into the PGA, I just played a lot of local doubles. You know, and that, like, just meeting some locals. And, you know, I didn't know much about the sport, even though I've been playing it for a year or two at the beach. Uh, you know, I didn't know different discs were supposed to do different things. Like, there's so much I did not know about the sport until I started playing local doubles. So just for any listeners out there, I just recommend that. I mean, I guarantee you somewhere in there in your area, there's a weekly doubles league that you could go join, meet some new people, and they could give you some great tips. And that's where I met my husband also. Yeah. Now, I got a funny story about your husband. The first time I ever played in a league was doubles with him. And so this is my very first time playing in a league, and it was at – 
where we used to play Foothills there in Easley, still there today. And mm-hmm. that was the course back then. I don't I mean, I don't remember there being as much disc golf courses around, but that was the course. And we were in a we were in a in the league and I got paired up with him and I just felt bad because I know I'm the new guy, I'm a young kid, and he's gonna have <laughs> to carry me the whole round. But um at the last hole we went into playoff and uh, on the playoff hole, I hit about a 50-foot putt. The only thing I did, did all round, I hit a 50-foot putt. And I remember him hugging me and maybe even picking me up because I hit it. And I just <laughs> – I always have that memory of, of him. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, and it was a cool mem- It was a cool memory, a cool time, and just one of them things that kind of keep you going in the sport. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's an okay guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, I'm going to jump We all in. have some fun memories like that. Yeah. I'm going to – I might shift gears here a little bit, but I want to know – um, what do you consider your, your strengths? Um, my strength, well, I'm a forehand player, so that in, in some way, but more just that I am a wooded course player. I'm more of a technical player, so to speak, than a bomber, Right. Uh, which is again, why I kind of like own, she's more my style, I guess. And that is the, the course, if, if I'm not mistaken, 2010, you won the world championship, and what it was a more wooded course. Is that what I, I haven't been able yeah. to find any footage? Yeah. I would love to see something on that. I haven't got to see that at all. But tell me your thoughts going into that week. And I know we're skipping ahead. You've kind okay. of, but and we're a little bit all over the place. But I want to hear about you, 2010, going to world championship. What was it like before, during the tournament, after? Give us whatever you can on that. Okay, so. 2010 so 2009 um i won the u.s women's um national title i didn't know so wait a minute are you talking that, that was the biggest win i'd had up to that point would that um, would that have been a withrop like where the u.s dgc is or was no it? no for many years that it was held in peoria illinois okay um and then after it left illinois um you know it traveled around a little bit i won that one in iowa the quad cities Okay. Um, but, you know, there were some wooded courses that we played there. It wasn't uh, at one location. Right. Uh, but anyway, but just knowing that I, I had won that, like, it's kind of like, like I could do this, you know, right. little confidence to boost the course. Um, and I had some friends tell me, like, if you were ever going to win a world, like, it's going to be here because Crown Point, Indiana, just has a lot of wooded courses. Right. Um, so it was definitely like suited well for me. And, um, and at that point you're still teaching, right? You, you have a full-time no, job, summer. <laughs> yeah. but you, I mean, you're not touring the way pros tour. No, right? yeah, I've never really been a touring pro. I've tried to hit up big tournaments when I can. Um, not a touring pro, but, but, a, but a world champion. And I'm guessing but yeah, the unfortunately US, the worlds were always in the summer. Yes. So and U S women's. Which was a major too, correct? Now, U.S. women's, yeah, that used to be always in September, though. And it used to just be three days. So I always had to beg for time off work then. But, you know, fortunately, Gary came along. and Gary Kohler. More than, yeah, national treasure, Gary Kohler. Uh, <laughs> more than happy to give me time off. Thank God for a boss who loves disc golf, is all I can say right exactly. now. So if exactly. So if I'm understanding this right, um, the course that you won the worlds on 
you were saying that it, it pretty much set up just – I mean, not that nobody else has the same strengths you do, but the course that you played that week weekend or whatever it was, it was perfect for you. It set up for your strengths. Um, yes, I will say that. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, know when you were, get, uh, Sorry. When you no, get to that I level, mean, everybody is good at everything. So – Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, theoretically. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say all. We played, I think, three different courses that week. Um, and it's not that every single hole on every single course right. is in the woods, but the majority of it is wooded, yes. And so was um, that, that was a three-round tournament, and you got ahead pretty quick. The, well, Worlds was more than three rounds. Women's Nationals was, uh, and that was probably more than three rounds, too. But it was a three-day tournament was Women's Nationals. Okay. World was always that's like a five five day tournament. Oh, wow. um, some some days you'd play two rounds, and then the next day you'd probably play one long round, and then two rounds, one round, something like that. That's how it used to be. Um, it's moving more towards just a one round a day. Um, right. But so, anyway, that's so how it was then. So during the worlds, and specifically talking about worlds, going up to yeah. the last round, and I think back then it was a final nine, right? Yep. And yep. You had kind of accumulated somewhat of a lead. I had a massive lead, yeah. thankfully. How many? Because strokes? I was super nervous. <laughs> How many strokes? Um, I had nine strokes going into the final nine. So, so I could give away a stroke a hole. Well, I give away a stroke for eight holes, you know, and still win. And, and I'm, <laughs> I think I won by three. So you can, you can see there were some nerves going on there for sure. Understand. Um, well, in the words of Vin Diesel, you can win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who was on your card for that final nine? Do you remember? Um, I remember Valerie Jenkins was there. Des Redding was there. Um, oh, and I'm going to feel real bad that I'm forgetting the fourth. It might have been Liz Carr, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Liz Carr was a good friend of mine. Also great golfer up in Michigan, and she also kind of had kids and Okay. We just play when we can now. But. You haven't met DJ B. Willie, but he is he is confirming that it was Liz Carr. He is confirming that oh, he is on the PDJ. Yeah, he is our fact checker, producer, director, just an all over. Yeah. Another na- national edit out the part where I said I wasn't sure. It's definitely Liz Carr. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, so I'm just thinking about this. You're going into the final nine of the world championships with two – for two world champions because Valerie and Des Reddick, they'd already won at mm-hmm. that time and maybe mm-hmm. multiple both of them yeah they they'd won three each up to that point so you're going against I mean the big dogs and I can right. I cannot imagine the I mean it's like someone which now, you, you'd want let me, let me tell you a little side story leading up to this okay okay so you know live here easily South Carolina uh, this is in Crown Point, Indiana, really close to Chicago, really. Okay. Um, and my friends back home, uh, they make a bet with me that if I'm in the lead going into the last day, they're going to drive through the night just to watch me play the last day. And how how long of a drive? Like, it's got to be over 12 hours. hours. Yeah, that's and, what I would think. Yeah. Uh, like half a day. <laughs> so they're driving through the night. And so they do. Uh, wow. My friends, the Barkers, you know, great friends. They married us. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to um, them. Yeah. Uh, my, and 
a high school kid at the time was good friends. Montana Power came up, and they were just telling him all sorts of crazy stories. Anyway, uh, and of course, Aaron is up there too. And if so, I was in Easley still and not in North Carolina, and, I, I would have came up. But uh, unfortunately, I'm I sure you would have. Uh, I'm curious to know before you go on, how did that conversation go? Did they know? Did they was they following it, or did you call them and be like, "Y'all better get some coffee ready and come on"? Or was this even before the tournament? They made the bet. No, this was before the before I even left. Before the tournament, my friend Brandon just made this bet with me, and I was like, "All right, great deal. <laughs> I will be in the lead. You come on up." <laughs> no, and you're in the lead nine strokes, and so yeah, and you did you? So a, I really want to win. Uh, you know, there's some greats on the card with me that have world championship experience and then all my friends have just driven through the night to be there for me and brandon will tell the story like they 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 got out of the car watched me throw it directly out of bounds off of the first <laughs> first hole of the final nine. Oh well come and on like, first hole we just get back in the car i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would imagine times like that it's so much more than disc golf you know if you got friends that are willing to support you I mean, win or lose, at the end of the day, you yeah. know, you're a winner. If you got if you got people that care about you like that, so, so I mean, did that help you knowing that they were there, or did that just make you more nervous? <laughs> uh, both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, it was a little a little added pressure. You know, they drove through the night for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your What is your mindset when you throw it out of bounds? Like, how do you get back into it, and be, how do you calm yourself well, down? <laughs> Or do you? Um, <laughs> in a way, like making a mistake, my, usually for me, my next shot is pretty good. Like my scramble game is is pretty decent, I think. Um, I don't know. I just kind of get mad in my head. and I'm, like, I'm not going to make that mistake again and just, you know. So you're, you're glad you got it yeah, out of the way throw, on the first throw good, <laughs> Yeah, throw a good next shot, ideally. Um, so you go through, and I, I'm not asking you to recap every shot. But, I mean, do you get out of the one with a bogey or but, car? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> – I'm sure I bogey that first hole nearly lost a stroke, right? But, right. Uh, you know, still very nervous and, you know, obviously get a few pars going on. I'm, I doubt that I birdied anything in that final nine. Right. Uh, you know, there's a massive gallery there, uh, right. you know, which I am not used to, you know. Right. And it's cool watching this off on TV now, seeing these galleries. So- uh, but – so my, I, you know, I didn't used to be followed around. My question would be: Is the pressure like none of us have ever felt that kind of pressure on the you know the world stage? What is it? Is it indescribable? It's like having your first <laughs> kid, but you can't really describe it to nobody until you actually go through it yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it is a little. You gotta, you just gotta live through it. I don't know, but it's something that, in a weird way, is enjoyable. That. Like it, it makes me nervous to put myself out there and compete, and you know you want to be the best. Just something about like kind of putting yourself out there it makes you a little nervous, a little uneasy. But I love it. Like yeah, you know, there's it's just it's thrill seeking in a really minor sense, I guess. But yeah, and me and Anthony uh, play. We play in county championships in ball golf, and the pressure even there is is ridiculous sometimes. So I could imagine what it's like there <laughs> it, on the world stage. Is there yeah. is there anything you do specifically, or you did during that tournament, that you know alleviates some of that pressure? I mean, do you is there you have exercises? Do you breathe? Do you just I mean, no, because I never felt pressure like to that level <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, 
Yeah. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could tell you what I do, but everything I've tried hasn't worked so far. So I'm just gonna be, uh, so you get through yeah. that. Was there a moment where you knew you'd won? I mean, or was it out? You know? Oh yeah. I mean, down the last hole, I'm up multiple strokes. I'm like, okay, I could just like jump putt it up this fairway and still win. So, and so I'm, I, was, I could take a breath of relief after that. Right. What, what is the, uh, I'm, What's the atmosphere of the court like? The other players you're playing with is is everybody like dead silent, like, or do y'all? Um, you know, like the whole tournament, no. But the final nine, you know, um, and we'll still like congratulate each other. But it's definitely a lot more serious, right? Um, right. Than a typical round. So, uh, but yeah, but we're like, you know, we're still friends. Yeah, you're not. You know, you're not course, clapping when they throw it out of bounds. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. not. Aaron and Anthony have that problem. I'm well, like, me and Aaron do that to each other, but we don't do it to other people. So <laughs> we've done it, but even on the golf course, I remember times yeah. where we're playing against each other, and we're we're definitely cheering. But you know, that yeah. game means nothing. So you you tap out, and at that moment, I guess you're pretty happy that all them people yeah. drove. Yeah. So out. I yeah, I was able to lay up my putt. You know, just tap out. That was that was great. I mean, was it waterworks or what? this uh, Oh, just lots of hugs all around. A lot yeah. of relief. Yeah, it was, it was a very cool feeling. Where is where is the trophy? Uh, the trophy was a basket. Oh, a basket. Uh, well, there's there's two trophies actually. There's a trophy that sits on the shelf by my front door, and then the basket's in my backyard. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. I got to see it. That was pretty. That was pretty cool to I see. I didn't know Charlie seen it, or I wouldn't ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me just say this, and I'm a little disappointed because the U.S. women's this year was such a good tournament. Like, And I watched, I believe, every round, and it was some of the best disc golf. Not just saying, you know, men are out of all disc golf. Round twos particularly, the lead card I was watching, they were just making everything. And these, and these, these ladies leaving it all out there. And I was a little disappointed with the trophy. I mean, it was pretty much <laughs> – it was a glass, a glass um, silhouette of – of the United States that was probably as big as my hand. And I'm like, come on guys. I just watched the preserve where, you know, Kelavisca has that giant bear that you can't even lift up and, you know, you carve your name on it and get a ring and all they're getting is that glass trophy. So I'm, I'm glad that you got a legitimate, you got the basket and you got a, got the disc and I guarantee it was an awesome moment. And, um, it was, and, uh, it's fun to talk about the trophies. I have, you know, not to brag, but I've had quite a few trophies over the years, and I keep the ones that are like super cool looking. But some of the others, you know, kind of take the nameplate off and recycle it as a trophy and, and pass it on as another tournament's trophy. So do you have <laughs> do you have a trophy room? Oh, her whole. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just they're just sprinkled throughout my house. When she says sprinkled, she she doesn't need wallpaper. <laughs> her whole entire when you walk in it is a wall of disc and just it, it's really cool it's a super it's a super cool thing it's right. an interesting take on home decor yes <laughs> this is completely off subject but are you like i know and easily probably everybody knows who you are but have you ever been noticed out i mean i'm sure you have by disc golfers but has anybody ever come to you and like are you sarah cunningham has that ever happened to you anywhere besides uh, not not outside the world of disc golf, but at, at random disc golf tournaments, sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'll, like every once in a while, I'll be asked for an autograph too. I'm like, oh, well, all right, great. sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome, and we know that you that you obviously had many more wins. I know you won Maple Hill, the Vibram Open, and other 
big tournaments. Yeah. But the I didn't I did not know you were the won the US women's as well. So that's awesome. I mean two majors and real quick and so you've done all this then you kind of said, you know what? I'm going to try the mom thing out. Try the, and and you had <laughs> you had a uh, had some kids, and I'm sure you, I'm sure that you know you love that more than anything. But you're maybe getting in some tournaments. I texted you during the U.S. Women's and said, you know what? I believe you could tear these courses up. I I, I wish I could. I honestly wish I could watch you uh, play at one of your rounds again. I, are, are there any hopes of maybe playing in a in a bigger tournament, maybe a pro tour or anything like that, or is it pretty uh, much just, you know, regional stuff? What's your plans as far as the, your future as a player? I mean, I, I still want to play my one tournament a month. Um, I play anything big that's local. Um, when the pro tour came to the IUGC center in Appling, Georgia, oh, like that was just tearing me up that I was not there. But I just love those courses so much. Um, I think Idle Wild's coming up next this weekend. this weekend it's coming up this, this weekend, weekend. Uh, you know i would love to play there too that's just a beautiful course that i think suits my game pretty I've, well pretty wooded uh, but you know i i don't have anything lined up uh right now i mean i got women's global coming up in august and i'm flying out to detroit this weekend to just play a real quick round with some of my best girlfriends i've met in the sport um a throw pink event so nice. go you know profits going breast cancer research Awesome. Yeah. Throw pink. Awesome. Awesome thing y'all got going on there. I know awesome. you, yep. you, you're high, you're very involved with that with uh, Sarah Nicholson, I believe. And that's pretty much just kind of a disc golf initiative. And she, by the way, is easily high school alumna. He's, I don't know if you knew that. Just, just great people come out of that place. Here we go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I tell Aaron and Anthony we've had a few trips to South Carolina. As soon as we cross the state line, I say it just seems like the sun shines a little bit brighter down here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Do you take, do you take credit for Charlie? I want to know that. <laughs> can, uh, <laughs> can I tell him the one thing, sir, that I, I said I might not say, but I, I failed one, I failed one class in high school ever, and it was Miss. Stan Oprah, Miss Sarah's physics, the only <laughs> class I ever failed. But I'll tell you why, because she was a good teacher and she just wasn't going to take anything. And I just, I thought maybe I could be friends with her in the disc golf I'm, world and she'd pass me, but nope, not at all. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't retire after having them in your class. <laughs> now, my start, and I mentioned it a little bit, you know, you're in the throw pink and hopefully we'll see you throw pink championships in October. You'll be there, right? Um. I, I don't know that I will be in there because that is a that's an invite only now. So okay. I would have to place in a pro tour event or one of their qualifying events. Okay, but we know you're super involved in that great, uh, but yeah, breast cancer awareness uh, deal there, and that is so awesome. But outside of you being a player, I've got to personally thank you because without you starting the club at Easley High School, I would have never gotten to the sport. And I appreciate you doing it now because uh, it's kind of come full circle because now my brother, much younger than me, freshman, he is now playing in the club you have there now and in the league. So, I mean, is that your – do you which, feel – Which is a really cool full circle story. And when I think about, like, you know, lifetime accomplishments, okay, obviously you got to put the mom thing at the top, right? Obviously. But in the disc golf world, you know, world championship is cool. But now, you know, disc golf has meant so much to my life. You know, I met my husband through disc golf. I wouldn't have this family without disc golf. 
you know, it is fun to give back and grow the sport. And I feel like you are part of my legacy because you learned this golf from me. And look at you now. I got this podcast. You are spreading the joy of the sport. A, so te- a teacher? You, you oh, are on my list of accomplishments. I even, I even named my newborn Owen. I, obviously, it wasn't, it wasn't after your Owen because I, I didn't know that you had a son at Owen named at, at the time. That was his name. A great but, name. Yeah, but uh, just kind of doing what you do on a much smaller scale. And, uh, <laughs> so, no, we're clearly just the same person. I, I do yeah. appreciate disc golf because I look back at my teenage years. And I felt like it kept me out of some stuff, out of some trouble. You know, it's just an activity, something mm-hmm. for a young kid to get his energy out on. That was, you know, you're outside, you're with your friends and not to toot my own horn, but I am the junior South Carolina state junior championship, <laughs> but 15 through 17 division. And I owe that all to you <laughs> in 2007. This is the only trophy I still have because <laughs> all uh-huh. of the, up here at the school, it's all about winning state championships and we've won a few and I never have as a coach, but I said, but I do have a state championship in this cause. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my one thing I could fall back on. Who cares? There were only three other competitors. You know, I won, <laughs> I won that. Here's the real question. <laughs> Can you beat her, Charlie? No, I cannot. We played, she came to North Cove, and we played doubles. She was on my team, and she threw in twice, like 100 feet throw-ins. <laughs> we played two rounds at River Running Boulders, and, and Gary was like, what, what is happening? And she said, it's just my average. <laughs> I throw in once a round. It was unbelievable. And the one throw-in uh, was behind these trees, and it literally went through a bush into the chains, and she didn't know it because she couldn't see the basket. And we're just all sitting there, standing up with our jaws to the ground, like, "Yeah, you just threw that one in." So <laughs> was that's that just the, <laughs> was that the first time she had been up there? No, I guess you played in the throw pink tournament they had, and this. Yeah, was, I played River Run before, but yeah, that's my that's what, my second what, time. What, what is your opinion of that place? Oh, it's so awesome. Um, this is something I was thinking about: a difference between ball golf and disc golf. You know, in the ball golf world, your course, like. That's why people go to that place because there's just the ball golf course there. Right. In the disc golf world, you know, we're playing around baseball fields. We're at parks where we're kind of an afterthought. So it's just really special when a property is just for disc golf. And that property, you know, is amazing. It's well-groomed. It's well taken care of. Um, it's, it's almost indescribable. It's just a wonderful place to go. I, I have never even made that connection, but you're so right. Oftentimes it's just an an afterthought of something else and to have yeah, a place. Yeah, we can just kind of squeeze in here around yeah. baseball. Yeah. 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 That's that's funny y'all say that because when I come and watched you in Tennessee, Charlie, that one guy on your card threw it and they had a water park right there and that guy picked up his disc. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Like the- yeah, let me tell you this and I know you. we've we've kept you longer but just to your point, oh, right. we're sitting there and we're, I don't know if you've ever played Tennessee State Championships, Morristown, Cher- yeah, Cher- yeah. Cherokee Park, which is an amazing disc golf mm-hmm. course, but there's like a splash pad and everything there, right, right in the middle, middle of the it. course, right between like <laughs> hole like 14 and 15 or something. And the one guy throws, and so we're walking up the hill, and his is close to the sidewalk where you would walk to the splash pad, and he just picks the disc up and starts, and we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was just, it was what, and that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with. That's one of the differences in disc golf. You're on a golf course. Nobody's touching, you know, your ball, your club, whatever, you know. So it it is. But I think we're trending in the right direction. And and we're and I just got really one more thing, and I let let them ask something um, if they want to ask anything. I mean, as far as the future of the sport, 
what are what are your plans? What are you excited about? You well, know, anything you want to just? I think you know my hopes and dreams are just to see it grow within the schools, right? You know, you know, as the school gets larger, I mean, there's still only five kids that can be on the starting basketball team, you know, right? But so we just need more outlets. You kept you out of trouble, apparently. Yeah. You know, maybe took up too much of your time where you should have been studying physics, but uh, <laughs> for sure, <you> know. <laughs> yeah. But kids, kids need outlets, and it's just it's a great outlet, and it's you know, or you can learn young and just have it for life. Um, so yeah, I want to. I just want to see it grow within the schools. I want to see PE programs incorporating it into the school day. I want to see clubs. I want to see different schools competing because it is fun to be part of a team. Absolutely. You even had when we were young. You had shirts made up. You would take us to tournaments. You re- yeah. You really are. Man, I didn't give me the keys to that bus too. Nobody asked any questions. Yeah. Best yeah. So you, you, you could get away with that, but you really are. You're a pioneer of that, and you know I don't know if you're told that or not, but we appreciate it. My brother appreciate it, and I'm sure there's plenty of young people that might not even play anymore, but appreciate you taking your time. And we just want to say thank you real quick before you let you go. Anthony. Well, thank yeah, you. I was just going to ask her, do you know of any high schools that actually have teams right now? If anywhere? Um, I mean, well, there's obviously my high school, but uh, yeah, Max Tobias has a middle school out in Western North Carolina. Um, forget the name of his middle school. Whoa, whoa. I, there are a few, a few. In Western North, where we're at. And I feel like I know the yeah. name. I wish I could... So I was the reason you I probably asked, played with them at a tournament because yeah. I know they have college. He's so pleasure to Hendersonville. I didn't know how they done. I don't even know if they would offer a scholarship for disc golf or not. But well, uh, I, that's probably what they want to get there, to. Paul Ulibarri did one on his foundation yeah. where he's got some. So hopefully we can get there in the sport. Aaron, anything yeah. before we? It's, let it's growing. It's getting there. It's getting there. We just need more adults to you know take on that leadership role and and have a club weekly and. As soon as we can get more schools with clubs, we can get more schools, you know, competing amongst each other. Right. You're exactly right. Which is fine. Well, thank you once again for coming on. Um, we we knew you were an awesome disc golfer and, a, and you know, an amazing person. Very selfless yeah, in the sport. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for all you do, are doing. And before we go, one more line of business. Now, you sent me some disc. And, yes. we're, and we're going to give away one of those discs. So you said, what did you say you sent me again? I don't have it. <laughs> I told you I sent you four things, and I forgot what the fourth one was. Yeah. I sent you a, a Valkyrie and a Wraith and a Rock 3. Uh, so two win. drivers in the mid-range and apparently a mystery disc. I guess you'll figure uh, out what I, that is. I'm excited. So what we're going to do is, because you're on here, they're signed. We're going to give one, mm-hmm. of, the, we're going to give one of those away to the listener. So Anthony. How can they win that signed Sarah Cunningham disc? So to win the disc, I think we've all agreed that you need to go to the Facebook page, Golf versus Golf, and we're going to put episode, this is episode four. Right. So we're going to put episode four is out, and then it's going to say something about a giveaway, and how you get in the giveaway is you like, share, and comment disc golf, hashtag disc golf, or hashtag no, hashtag Team Disc Golf, yep. hashtag Team Golf. Yes. Either one of those. Either so, one of those, and that'll get you entered. And then on the next episode, we will draw a random name live, and you will get the disc. We'll pay for the shipping to get it to you if you're a long way away. Yeah, because we got some listeners, Montana, Seattle, New York. And it is signed by world champion. Y'all just heard her. So, Can I, can I win my own disc? 
Yes, you can. Absolutely. If we <laughs> randomly draw your name, we will send it back. Brant, be Willie. Are you going to Are you going to enter into the contest, Aaron and Anthony? Are y'all entering in? We better not. No. No. Yeah, we, we can take one of the other three, right? Or we can Or we can just <laughs> yeah, bribe her to I'll send us another one. Yeah, we could just send her a twenty and maybe get be some like, more. Charlie, I want you to text her and see if we can get one of those. <laughs> well. Well, and let me let me give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Inza. You know, who has helped me all along the way. You know, one thing I do with the high school club is uh, for participation points, you know, you come X number of weeks, you know, you get a disc. Uh, and I could not do that without Innova being a sponsor and giving me some free discs. Yeah. So I super appreciate them and, and what they do for the sport as well. Yeah, obviously, Innova's really all I throw because that was all you had back then, and they are a great company, great sponsor, and they're doing things for the kids and growing the sport, and apparently have a stacked women's team because the lead caller yeah. I felt like all during the U.S. Women's Championship was all Innova players. Innova, absolutely. And Haley King took it down, and so Innova, yep. Innova sponsor player. So thank you again, Sarah. Thank you for everything. We'll let you get back. Hopefully the kids, you know, they're asleep. Oh, they're, they better be asleep by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let you get to Thank it. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no problem at all, guys. Thank Enjoyed you for, it. Thank you for taking your time out for us. Yeah. No problem. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. That was awesome. That was, that was pretty good. That was really cool to see the perspective and just to get the thoughts on the pressure and how it was new to her. Like, the fact that she's playing – like those women, the best in the sport at that time, and just being able to take it down, and the fact that she's such an awesome person, you know, oh, yeah. just given to oh, the community you can tell, for yeah. sure. Yeah, she and I remember that she's when I talked to her, she wants to know about me. I'm like, no, you're the world champ. I want to know about you, and yeah. she's just she's just wanting to know about. So great person. Once again, if you want to get entered into the giveaway for her signed disc, Anthony, tell them one more time what they need to do. Facebook. Golf versus golf. First of all, you need to follow the page if you don't follow it. Yep. Um, it has the same logo as the podcast, and then you can, under season, season, my Lord, episode four, it'll say, uh, who's putting that up, Aaron? Just put something about a giveaway, and then you can like, share, and then comment, hashtag team disc golf or hashtag team golf. And if you're a golf we're just putting your name in if you comment. So yeah. It's not like, oh, you're not a disc golf. Even if you don't play disc golf, it would be really cool to have. Absolutely. I want it. Like, it, even the, like, you know, the disc golfers would like something that was signed by a professional world Absolutely. champion golfer. So, so we will, we will definitely get back into more golf next week. If for some reason you cannot find the Facebook page, then just email us. Yes. And then we'll, we'll try to work something out. Email is golf vs discgolf at gmail.com yes we're going to end this episode because nothing we say can top that interview yeah no, so no. cool yeah so we cool. were going to talk about the travelers we haven't been here since then but coming up this week is the barbersaw and also the scottish open okay yeah so, so so there's a lot next episode we'll have a lot to talk about yeah. and then actually next weekend is the open at okay. st andrews. andrews wow so. wow well till next time whether it's swinging a club or throwing a disc, go play some golf. We're out.